Ultimate Guide Podcast, episode 54. Hey, it's the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio, and welcome to this episode of the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. I want to introduce you to today's special guest, Bruce Bixler. Bruce is a retail professional with 30 years varied experiences. He has worked in every facet of retail from being an entrepreneur to having corporate positions with a Fortune 500 company. After his corporate retail position was eliminated back in 2009, he became involved with LinkedIn, Twitter, and social media as part of his job search. Those were his job search tools. Bruce has started his own social media business, which is called Hobnobbery, to provide one-on-one profile consultations, presentations, and workshops for LinkedIn. He expanded into social media marketing for small businesses, training recruiters on how to use LinkedIn and social selling for salespeople and business development. Most recently, he's presented workshops for recruiters, outplacement companies, small business groups, and companies as well as webinars for national retail businesses. So Bruce, welcome to the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you, and it's great to to meet another Boomer who understands the digital world. I find that uh, when I am working in my marketing business, you know, most of my clients are are Boomers. That's how I got led through this this process. As I am a Boomer, and they're very confused about the whole digital world. Less and less so, you know, the longer we're involved in it. But still, it, the whole thing is, is a little new still to them and a little confusing. And so it's great to meet a kindred spirit. I like that. Thank you. I was at a, um, a job search presentation a couple of weeks ago, and it was a, a group that I had uh, used in my job search. And so I came back to pay it back to help them out, and I showed them about um, LinkedIn. And they used me as an example of someone transferring my skills from retail and use actually the job search skills to a social media position and which uh, I'm kind of like a chameleon. I, I go with the flow and I, I tell the people at the, uh, the job search interviews that you can't be a digital dinosaur. That, and I use that word all the time. Uh, my first book just came out a few weeks ago and that's that's part part of my marketing message is if you feel like a digital dinosaur then we need to talk here a little bit and um, I, I'm really glad that you can talk about LinkedIn but what a lot of people don't realize is that LinkedIn is the number one tool used by recruiters they go all almost all the fortune 100 companies and beyond go on LinkedIn right oh start yes looking. yeah every 95, 94% of the uh, recruiters in the world are on LinkedIn. They have to be if they want to find their the candidates for their job positions. Right. That's exactly true. In fact, I, I'll tell you a quick story. My son, my eldest son, I have three sons, but my eldest graduated from college last May. And his uh, girlfriend is a journalism major. And she recently, maybe a month ago, got a job with MSNBC. It's very cool, you know, a foot in the door, beginner career, get your job started, you know, in doing right. what she wants to do. And just yesterday, as you and I are speaking, uh, Al Jazeera contacted her for a reporter position. 
And I said, well, how did they find her? I mean, she's, she's literally just got her foot in the door. It's almost a year after they both graduated and she's finally got that starter career job. And, uh, he found out it was through LinkedIn. They found her. So someone's combing through LinkedIn and yes. looking for potential candidates and they just randomly, it's like cold calling, right? They randomly reached out to her as they were looking for reporters. And that's what happens. That's an example. You would be surprised. Uh, about six months ago, I had a connection request from uh, a member of Al Jazeera. So it's, it's yeah, they're, re- they're rebranding and rebuilding. So yeah, they're looking, yeah. they're, yeah. they're looking everywhere, especially LinkedIn, which gives them uh, 400 million profiles to look through. Exactly. So, uh, do you work with people other than the boomer generation or do you find yourself typically working with the boomers? No, I work with uh, a lot of recruiters who are in their, well, they're millennials or they're just out of college and their, uh, their first position is as a recruiter, as a novice recruiter. So I show them how to okay. use LinkedIn. And then I would have to say lately, most of the people that I do with one-on-one consultations have been in their 30s. They're looking for their next step. The job they've been in has right. been five or ten years, and they're they're yeah. ready to move up. Okay, they're they're looking to get up that next step of the of the ladder. So, right. do you find working with uh, your contemporaries, you know, like me, different from working with some these thirty somethings and other millennials? Just a little bit. The 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 um, the boomers, they've been working 15, 20, 25 years for the same company. And once they get into the job search arena, they have no clue because they haven't been keeping up with digital media. Uh, I don't really consider LinkedIn social media. That's social media is Twitter and Facebook, but uh, LinkedIn is uh, digital media, and they just they have no clue. It's like a Gordian knot. They don't know where you know which string to pull <laughs> to, to to get the information they need yeah. and that's what i try to help them with is yeah. to show them where to go yeah and i and i would have to agree with you that it's not it, it can all be called social media if you want to i mean some people even call blogs and things of that nature social media right. but the thing that's really really different about linkedin is it's it's more digital networking it's the same thing that you and i do are doing face to well actually we're using digital technology to do this but speaking to someone face to face or you go to a cocktail party or, you know, any one of these numerous networking events that you have available, except you can use LinkedIn to do all that. You can do it with that digital media piece and you yes, can take I all was, those skills and sort of move them over. I looked at your profile uh, while just before we got on here. Uh, you have a, an unusual profile. I can't believe some of the specialties you have. Uh, yeah. It kind of well, surprised me. When you're, when you're around long enough, you've done a lot of things, right? <laughs> yes. That's what happens. Yep. So for, for the boomers who have yet to embrace this particular digital media, and, and I'm telling you people, it, take it from me, the person who just wrote a book about social media marketing, okay? If you want to be employed, you have to be using LinkedIn. Would you agree with that, Bruce? 100%. Uh, You've got to be on LinkedIn. You have to be. Most of the people, that the boomers now, uh, they, they come out and they won't complete their profile because they're afraid to put their picture. You can, they can put their picture so on funny. Facebook, but they can't. They don't want to do it on LinkedIn because it shows their their age, their crow's feet, their gray, or in my case, white hair. Right. So it's it. 
they're afraid to do that. But without a complete profile, you're not going to be found. Yeah, people are good. Well, give give people some more. T- I mean, that was a great tip in and of itself. I hadn't actually asked you for tips, but let's give people some more tips that they can follow. If they're in job search, um, the first thing they want to do, they want to complete their profile. And the first thing they do is they'll take and copy and paste their resume into their LinkedIn profile, which is a huge mistake because if a hiring manager sees your resume and then goes to your profile, it's being redundant and they don't want to see the same thing twice. They want to look at your profile and go above and beyond uh, the information that you have in your resume. They want to know more about you. Sure, sure. Add personality to it. And that's a great point. Uh, I was in a a seminar once with with a woman who calls herself uh, the LinkedIn lady, right? She teaches LinkedIn seminars. And there was a a real estate, commercial real estate guy uh, sitting in the audience and he, they got to talking, you know, and he's, he's trying to find, figure out how to fill out his, uh, I started to say resume, his profile, yeah, right. right. In LinkedIn. And it just, she said, list some of your hobbies. And just like you say, people are afraid to put their picture on there that they think that maybe they shouldn't include personal information. And one of his hobbies was very unusual. He, uh, was a beekeeper as a hobby. He does beekeeping. And she said, do you not think that if you include that beekeeping is, is one of your hobbies, there, first of all, there aren't that many people on earth that do that? No. And do you think around here, in, we were in Connecticut, you think in Connecticut there are a lot of people who do that? And don't you think people will remember you, the real estate guy, versus all the other real estate ladies and gentlemen who they're not going to remember because they weren't beekeepers? Right. So you should include some of that unique information, shouldn't you? Yes, you should. Um, I'm uh, a senior. I in, I play senior league softball, and it's 12-inch, and it's for uh, us old farts over 50 uh, that still think they have uh, enough energy to get out there and play softball. They, they There are some limitations. They don't let you slide. Uh, you, you, they don't Especially want you not be, head first. No. <laughs> I'll have to throws. Yeah. yeah there, there are too many uh, uh, groin pulls and uh, dislocations. But I have a ver- variety of sports and different things on, my, on the interest section, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't do on their LinkedIn profile. They don't bother uh, including any interests at all. And right. so people can't find you. And like you said, you never know what people are looking for. If they're looking for someone that's you know active and wants to do social media marketing for a sports team, who better to do that than someone plays sports? Right, right. So uh, I – I guess the the piece of advice is give people a well-rounded image of who you are and what you do in your life. Correct. And one of the things that you have that's nice on on their profile, most LinkedIn profiles are black and white except for your picture. You have posts, you have visual media, you have video, and – that's one thing that's going to make you stand out just by having that that part alone, any right. kind of visual media on your profile. And people don't realize that, that you can do that. And and I don't even – I've never paid for the LinkedIn premium. They have different levels. They're, the free LinkedIn 
has a lot available to you. I've never paid for that premium service. I don't I don't know if you do that or not or whether you would advocate it, but um, you can include all that kind of media that Bruce was just talking about without having that premium membership. No, it, it's for free accounts. Uh, I've been on LinkedIn over seven years. I've had a free account the whole time. Yeah. It, yet I still teach recruiters with my free LinkedIn account how to use it for search, and they're the ones that have the LinkedIn premium search tool, which is about eight to twelve thousand dollars a year. So I show I have tricks that I show them applications, backdoor information that they don't know, and and it, it kind of surprises them that I can do it with a free account. Wow! See, people don't maybe don't understand how valuable that is. So I don't know how to explain it necessarily. Every social media platform, you know, any website that you go to online has a search function and some are more robust than others. And LinkedIn, you can imagine how much information LinkedIn has because people are filling out their profiles from, you know, where they've worked before to uh, what part of the country they're in. And recruiters can even tell kind of what salary ranges people are in. I would imagine they have access to that kind of information. Yeah, that's one of the filters that they have. Yeah, but yes. there's tons and tons and tons of information uh, available on LinkedIn. And it has a search feature that is pretty good for anybody to use. But if you have special tips and tricks, that is very valuable information. And I'm sure that those are things that you teach people when you work with them. Yes, I, I, I show them how to do it. You have to take advantage of it while you can. There are a lot of features on LinkedIn that even though some of them are premium, you can still use them, but they just – they aren't very forthcoming with the information about how to use. And that's why I'm out there now is to show people how to use it because there are so many features that exist that they're not taking advantage of. Right. And imagine the value of that because if you're job hunting or you're looking for prospects or you know any any number of the things that you would go to LinkedIn to do, if you can use the search function, really drill down and find the right person to talk to in a company or the right category of people for the kind of work that you're interested in. Maybe you're changing careers and you don't have contacts in that sphere. There's a lot that the search function at LinkedIn can do for you, but you need you need to know how to use it. Now, the next question uh, I, ha I, I have for you. you Go ahead. Can I finish? You were talking about the, the uh, search and the filters and like that. Most of the time, people don't realize that you can save three of those searches. And what LinkedIn will do is they will, on a weekly basis, send you any updates or any new people that are added to that those search results. So every week you'll get an email from LinkedIn saying, hey, here's three new people that you may need to know on LinkedIn. I didn't realize that. Yes. You can do it for jobs and you can do it for people. For people. Oh, that's really good information. I didn't realize that. So my next question for you is we laid out a whole bunch of, of tips for, for people to, to follow and why it's why LinkedIn is valuable and why getting help from you is going to be super valuable for them. But when if you're a boomer, what do you feel is a boomer's biggest challenge or, or obstacle in using LinkedIn for their job hunt? I think they're afraid to give out too much information. Um, 
they should know about their profile is that the profile is not about them. It's about what they do, what they what problems they solve, how they help people. So they should make the profile about the company that they have to target, set up a strategy for a target company that they want to work for, and then focus every, all of the information towards that target company or maybe that target industry, and then tell people, well, well I, I cut cost for this company if you're an accountant. Or if you're marketing, you increase sales. Tell them they want to know what results that you can produce. A recruiter is looking for someone to solve a problem, and you have to be the solution to the problem. Here's my question. You've, you've told us that the information that we put on LinkedIn needs to not be about us. I'm not sure if that's the way you phrased it. Not about yourself, but about you know, the problems that you can solve. A recruiter is looking for uh, someone who can solve a problem. That makes sense. So right. you had mentioned at the beginning of the interview that if a recruiter has your resume, you know, resumes are written in a particular way. They're sort of, you know, bullet-pointed factual things. Correct. Uh, and not to write out your profile that way uh, because they want to know more about you. They want to know a little bit more about your, your personality and who the well-rounded human being is. So would a... Would a good way to include information about the problems you solve be to quantify those problems? Like I think you had mentioned, you know, increase sales this percent in this period of time. You know, like they tell us to write down goals, make them very specific yes. with time frames. And are those the kinds of sentences that you should write out? Yes, you should have. Uh, what they call situation, action, and results. This is uh, what the situation was at the company. This is what I did, and this is the results. You should, uh, I guess they call them also stars. And you should include as many of those as you can. Um, I did a... Them, you know, pithy? Keep them short? Not, you know, yes. really lengthy? Keep, okay. Yeah, keep them short. Uh, tell a, 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 a brief story three or four sentences, and that's about it. Okay. But you don't want to go into the minutiae. You just want to give them, show them the results. That's the best thing I can tell you. Okay. Kind of give them the 30,000-foot view, you know, yep. problem, solution, problem, solution. And then if they want to know more, they're going to contact you, and it gives you a right. good jumping-off point to, to continue a conversation, I guess. Yes, and then if you can include one of your visual medias in the the, the section where that uh, um, experience is, then you can that will reinforce what you're trying to prove. Right, and that's what they're looking for. And and for people, one of the things you sent me is is you had a a, a PDF of a PowerPoint presentation that that you had Correct. done. And that's the kind of media, you know, let's say you've never produced a, you know, like a tangible product like that. You could create a little PowerPoint that states, here was the problem, next slide, here's how I solved it. Next problem, next slide, here's my solution. With just a couple of pictures and a, and a couple of sentences and make sort of a PDF out of that or PowerPoint presentation, upload it to your... Yes, you can profile. you can do that and add a, on the PowerPoint maybe add an introductory uh, 
page and mm-hmm. then a uh, information page at the end so they know how to contact you as well. And the one thing you should do if you're going to do a, um, a PowerPoint or a PDF is uh, on LinkedIn, they have a, you have access to SlideShare. So what you want to do is sign up for a free SlideShare account, upload your PDF or your uh, PowerPoint to SlideShare, and then that will increase. That way you aren't you're showing you aren't a digital dinosaur. You're showing that you know how to use the digital tools. Right, right. And you're, you're putting them to very good use. That's true. It didn't even occur, occur to me that you're sort of killing two birds with one stone. You're using it to your advantage, and you're showing that you know what it's for and that you can use it. Yes, you're demonstrating your knowledge of it, correct. Right. Okay, good. So... If someone is listening to us uh, during this podcast today and they're realizing, unfortunately, I'm a digital dinosaur and I need to do something about it, what would you tell them to do right now today? What's the first step that they should take? Uh, Go home and complete your profile. Make sure um, you show your picture, warts and all. Uh, Make sure you have a complete uh, profile with the current job title. Uh, different um, pieces of information about your education. Just include everything. Then make your headline a marketing statement like you suggested earlier. Um, Rather than just um, marketing manager at ABC company, you want to highlight yours. I was looking at yours. You could, rather than have um, uh, Kaylin Amadio, the boomer gal, social media strategist, you, you've expanded upon that. You tell people that you're an Amazon best-selling co-author, a podcast host, lighting designer, and you have other things in your profile that expand upon that. But you just don't want to be the, the marketing manager at ABC Company. Right, right. Um, okay. That's very good information. Oh, and one thing that you said about uh, the photograph with warts and all – Yes. I'll tell you another very quick story. There was a, a woman that I had met through social media, and her, her profile picture, um, between her profile picture, how can I put this politely, and meeting her in person, there was probably a 30-year gap. Oh, yes. 20-year gap, something like no. that. No. So yeah. don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't get your high school photo out or your wedding photo or... You know, some photo from 10 or 15 or 20 or more years ago and use that as your profile picture because then when someone meets you in person, it's a it's a bit of a shock and it doesn't feel good. I've had that happen. Uh, I, if you want to kind of lessen the shock, maybe you want to do your uh, photograph in uh, black and white so it doesn't show the age as much. Right. All the, that would, that would all be these, one way around. The crow's yes. feet and the wrinkles. That's right. Yes. But yep. it's it's always good to get to, and pro, you know professional headshots really don't cost that much. There are a lot of photographers in the United States who uh, who do headshots and who run specials, and you don't have to you don't have to spend a fortune to get a professional picture either. So one um, other one other change they should make is is to work on their summary section. Make it like a um, the elevator speech if you go to a networking meeting. Right. Uh, just three or four sentences, but let them know what who you are what you do, who you help. Right, right. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want help 
uh, getting their LinkedIn profile out of the dinosaur age? The best way to get a hold of me is uh, through Gmail, which my Gmail is Bruce Bix, the number 49 at gmail.com. Uh, my phone number is 224-221-9700. And like I told you earlier, that's my personal uh, phone number. So it's not a business. It, it is a business, but I just happened upon it and I, and, I, and I kept it. Yeah, you lucked out because that's that's definitely a business type phone number. And for those of you listening, you know, in the show notes, I always include links to these things. So if you weren't able to write it down, I don't want you getting off the treadmill. I don't want you pulling over if you're driving, right? <laughs> Uh, you can always come back to this episode and you can, there's a search function at boomers, ultimate guide podcast.com. You can search LinkedIn or you can search Bruce, right? You can search job hunting, those kinds of words that uh, will be tagged to this podcast. And you'll find this particular episode and the link to Bruce's uh, email. And of course that fabulous personal phone number that looks like a business 224-221-9700 that is so incredibly easy so before i let you go i always ask people if there's an inspirational quote or a, a story that they would like to leave us with the the quote i have is uh talent hits a target no one else can hit genius hits a target no one else can see so you have to be the genius to hit the target that you're looking for in your job search. Very good. I like that. And I'm going to I'm going to include that in the show notes too so that people will remember it. So, Bruce Bixler, it's been wonderful Thank meeting you today. Thank you. And if you want, you're welcome to connect on LinkedIn and we can share our notes. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Absolutely. I will connect with you on LinkedIn. It's an important social media platform like I said for anyone who wants to be employed or is looking to be employed, you know, in the, in the near future, even high school graduates should think about, in my opinion, they should get their parents help yep. and uh, get themselves up on, on LinkedIn so they can start building a profile. I get a lot of job speakers bringing their children in to introduce me so they can get hooked up on uh, LinkedIn as yeah. well. Yeah. It's important. And it's whether you like it or not, boomers, uh, the digital age is here, and uh, the dinosaurs did die out, and the world went on, and l social media is not going away, and the internet's not going away. It's um, it's p another one of our communication tools, and it just continues to grow and become more and more important over time. Uh, not that there isn't something to be said for being able to look someone in the eye and have a conversation. Any of us who have millennials as children or have dealt with millennials and younger know that sometimes that's difficult, that they have trouble looking you in the eye, so that's a different skill set. It's a skill set we have and think nothing of. Um, they have that skill set where they jump online and they can search to their heart's content and do all kinds of stuff online and leave us stunned sometimes. So we got to build that bridge a little bit and cross that gap and be able to use the tools that they use so easily, especially if you want to stay relevant in the job market. That's, that's my, correct. That's my little, dooms, my little doomsday saying. And it's it's not as hard as you think. Don't be scared. You can contact Bruce, and he will definitely help you out. So until next time, you know, we release a new podcast every Tuesday afternoon about 1 p.m. Eastern time. And until I see you again, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.